New York Giants fans. Welcome back to the Everything New York Giants podcast with New York Giants fangirl. I'm Adriana, your host, and we're back. I took a week off, one whole week, but there's a lot that's happened since the last time I recorded a podcast, which was a recap of the Eagles game. So what we're going to do in this episode is just go through some of the highlights, some of the coaching changes, and then go through some of the Giants free agents, guys that I would like to see them re-sign. And then um, I think that'll cover it for right now. And then what I'm going to do is continue with weekly episodes. And I think I'll make every week, they'll just be shorter episodes. And we'll go through things like draft positions, mock drafts, who I want the Giants to draft. We'll go through more details once they hire their defensive coordinator, stuff like that. But right now is just kind of going to be a little bit of an overview of everything that's happened. Because on the last podcast, I thought that Wink was staying. And boy, was I wrong. I don't think any of us expected the whole wing situation to go down the way that it did. You know, my biggest disappointment was the way that it went down. But also, you know, I I know everyone and they're right in saying this is that the Giants defense was not amazing. And I agree with that. They were not amazing by any means. But the reality is the whole team sucked. But the defense was the shining star and was the best part of it. So yeah, they were ranked number one overall, except for in turnovers, which I thought was pretty impressive considering they went four, five, maybe even six weeks without a single turnover in the beginning of the season. And then they tied with the Ravens for first overall. So definitely give them some credit there. And I just loved Wink um, overall. So definitely was disappointed with how things played out. Obviously, it sounds like it was the right decision now. And the Giants have a vacant defensive coordinator position. So they have interviewed a few guys for that so far, but they have not hired anyone yet. So a couple names to watch out for are, I think they're still going to bring in Leslie Frazier. As of right now, it sounds like they haven't yet. They haven't announced that they interviewed him um, or anything like that. And there hasn't been a report from Schefter or Rappaport or any of those guys saying that that's who they brought in. But I think that he's probably going to be someone who might be at the top of their list. I'm speculating, but I just feel like we know that they love to bring in guys who've had experience with the Bills. So I think Frazier is going to be up there. Um, some of my top picks are current defensive coordinators and everyone got on me on TikTok like, why would they ever leave to come to the Giants? First of all, if they don't get a head coaching job, then they're going to be staying in a defensive coordinator so, position. So if the Giants can give them an opportunity with more money or whatever it's going to be, wouldn't you take a lateral move if you got more money? Because I sure as hell would. So um, we'll see what happens with that. But my top choices are guys like Lions defensive coordinator, um, Aaron Glenn, obviously Ravens defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. Um, who's the other one? Uh, 49ers DC, Steve Wilkes. And then, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on the other one? Browns defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz. So like I said, a lot of those guys are interviewing for head coach positions. There's still a lot 
of vacancies, which I think is surprising at this point. It's been well over a week and there have barely been any hiring. So I think that's very interesting. But we will see how that continues on. But I'm curious to see who the Giants bring in. And, you know, when we get to the free agent part of it, I think a big part of the guys that they've re-signed is going to be based on who the defensive coordinator is and who he wants to bring in or wants to keep here based on the defensive scheme that he plans on running. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, someone else that they did interview is the Giants' current defensive line coach, um, Jerome Henderson, I believe. That's his title. Um, he might be the DB's coach. But either way, he's done an incredible job so far. The players love him. So I think he is a good option if they want to promote internally versus bringing someone from outside. So we'll continue to watch it and see what happens. They did interview the former Titans, I believe, defensive coordinator. Um, he's personally not my top pick. Again, we'll see what they end up doing. But I want to go into the offensive line coach because the offensive line and special teams coordinator were the first two positions to go like we all saw coming. I don't think anyone's surprised by that. Now, when it comes to special teams, it's been very interesting because the Giants have been blocked for a few interviews, but they have interviewed the special teams assistant from the 49ers. So curious to see if he ends up getting the job. Um, again, I still kind of think that they're working through it and trying to figure out who they want to bring in and who's the best option is going to be. So it'll be interesting. Most importantly, they hired a new offensive line coach and we need to talk about him. His name is Carmen Brasillo. And the one thing that you need to know about him is that he is all also bald. He could be related to Dable. He could be a distant cousin. We might not know. Um, but I just think it's so funny that some of the guys on the staff are like literally Dable clones. Priscilla bringing one of them. So there um, is a really good episode with Patty Trena where she talks to someone in the Raiders building. He was the former Raiders offensive line coach and he has history with the Patriots and the Raiders. During his time with the Patriots, he was not there at the same time as Dable. But they, you know, come from what it sounds like similar backgrounds and experiences. But from everything that I'm hearing so far, especially this interview that Patty Trina had on her show Locked on New York Giants with someone in the Raiders building, it was nothing but incredible words about him, how he is as a coach, how he is as a person. Um, he's right in there with the guys. He's very personable. He's dependable, um, very smart, willing to learn. And he did a lot with pretty much nothing last year. So I want to talk about these stats that I saw from Bobby Skinner because I thought they were awesome. So the Raiders pass blocking efficiency during the 2023 season. Left tackle Colton Miller was ranked 12th out of 90. Left guard Dylan Parham, 13 out of 85. Center Andre James, 13 out of 40. Right guard Greg Van Roten, 13 out of 85. And right tackle Jermaine Eleanor, 29th out of 90. They also allowed 40 sacks, which is 12th best in the NFL. And we all know that the Giants allowed the most sacks at 86. And it broke records, so... Why wouldn't it? So anyway, I'm really excited about this guy. He did a lot with very little. All of the guys that I just named are not top linemen in the league. And the fact that they ranked quite highly across the board from a pass blocking perspective is something that I think we all know that this team could use some serious help with. So that's something that I'm looking forward to. I am really excited to just kind of get to know this guy more. I want to see him in the building. And, you know, I just want to see what he can do with the young 
limited skill set and talent that we have right now. I think overall it's going to continue to improve. There are some um, things that the Giants have to do. We know like bringing in more talent and stuff, um, but they'll get there. So I'm excited about that. Um, so other positions that the Giants have to fill. So they did bring in a strength and conditioning director. Um, I believe his name is Aaron Wellman. He was with the Giants back in 2019 before he moved on. So um, again, they're bringing in someone that they have history with. There's not really a lot to say about him. I think we all start to get to see whatever sort of changes are made during this spring and summer. So, you know, if there's anything that I notice that I feel like is different, I will be sure to um, let you guys know. And I'm sure he's also going to be speaking to the media maybe at some point. Um, and I'm curious to see if he's going to divulge and for any information about what he's going to do to try and fix the injuries on this team, because we all know that's a huge problem. Um, next up, they hired a new um, running backs coach. I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make, but I'm glad that they have some new blood in here. He was formerly with the Saints, obviously has experience working with a guy like, um, um, what's it called? Alvin Kamara. So I think that's going to be huge. So um, so they still need special teams and defensive coordinator, which are the two biggest positions, obviously, and, and very important that they have to bring in. So stay tuned. We'll see who else they bring in for interviews and go from there. But for now, I want to talk about the Giants free agents and some of the players that they signed to future contracts. So let's talk about the future contracts because these are guys that are likely going to be practice squad, second, third stringer, guys. Um, running back Deion Jackson, wide receiver Dennis Houston, um, OT Yadni Kahust. I don't know if I pronounced that right. I'm sorry. Um, offensive lineman Joshua Miles, guard Jalen Mayfield, defensive tackle Ryder Anderson, linebacker Deontay Johnson, linebacker Jeremiah Martin, defensive back Caleb Hayes, and defensive back Stanley Thomas Oliver. So again, these guys will probably just be potential depth options. If anything, they will just be battling it out at training camp and will probably be good to have for depth. So let's talk about the Giants free agents now. I'm going to go through the list. There are 26 of them and talk about the guys that I would like the Giants to re-sign. And then I have three top players that I am looking at in free agency that I want the Giants to sign. So we'll get into those afterwards. So first up is Dory Jackson. I think we can all agree across the board that we are okay with a Dory Jackson not coming back. I don't think they're going to re-sign him. And I think that's a smart move. Next up is Saquon Barkley. I know a lot of Giants fans feel 50-50 on this. I'm also kind of torn on it because I want Saquon to finish his career as a Giant, but I also feel like a part of me is knowing that we're wasting his potential and are his best years behind him. I don't know. I hope they work it out with him. I would like him to sign a two-year deal, maybe with the possibility of an extension for the third, depending on how things go. But I want him to be here when the Giants turn things around. And I believe that they are on their way in that direction. It's going to take time. But I feel like, you know, this is going to be the third draft under Joe Shane's belt. And I feel like if they can make some good decisions, especially in free agency too, then there's no reason why we can't get more wins this year. And be an overall better team. So I just, I want Saquon to be here. He's dealt with so much shit all of his years as a giant. He's played for absolutely horrific coaches and just, 
bad teams here that I just want him to be here when it turns around. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I would like a two-year, a reasonable two-year deal for him. So we'll see. Tyrod, no, I don't think they're going to re-sign him. I think the reality is that Daniel Jones is going to be the starter if he's healthy to start week one. The number two is going to be whatever quarterback they draft. And then the number three is going to be Tommy DeVito. And we will go from there. But I really don't see them spending money on Tyrod after all the money that they gave Jones. And it just, they have the number six overall pick. And three other picks in the top 70. Like, they're not re-signing Tyrod. So, anyway, that's my opinion. Isaiah Simmons is a guy that I definitely want to see back here. And I know we were all excited when he came in because we couldn't wait to see him in Wink's system. I think the reality is, is he's still a very versatile player. And whatever defensive coordinator that comes in here is going to want guys to be versatile across the board. It's something that Dable really preaches as the head coach. So I think that that's something that is going to be really important no matter who they bring in and what position they play. So Isaiah Simmons, I want him back. No question. Um, I hope they figure it out with him. Sean Robinson is another guy that no question should be back here next year. He did a really nice job after the Giants traded away Leo, and I think that he could only get better from here. The more time he's here, I really want to see him and Dexter um, play next to each other, and I think he did a nice job this year, so I'd like to see it con continue. Paris Campbell, no, I think we all agree on that. Um, I said it before, I'll say it again, he was one of the players on offense I was most excited about, so I was pretty disappointed by that. Um, on to the next, Raheem Nunez-Rochez, he's another defensive tackle, a guy that I would definitely bring back um, if we can afford to. Sean would be my first pick over him, but I do feel like Nacho did some good things this year, so again, if we could afford him, bring him in, he's another good depth guy to keep. Xavier McKinney is, I know, the big talk of the town here. So there's been talks that he's going to go into free agency and see how he does. He believes that he should be paid like a top five quarter in the league. He's versatile. He claims that no one else can do what he can. Maybe he's right. Maybe he's not right. I don't know the answer to that. What I do think is that I would like him to come back because the one thing that I really noticed from him is... He is a leader and, you know, the whole thing that happened with Wink and him, I took Wink's side and now looking back on everything that happened, I feel like Xavier was in the right. So I apologize to Xavier. Um, obviously, knowing now what we didn't know then, very different circumstances. But I will say I was on the field pregame during the Packers game. And one thing I that really stuck out to me was Xavier McKinney went up to every single player when they were stretching. Offense, defense, special teams. I watched him go up to every single player. He has certain handshakes with some guys. He's hyping up other guys. I just felt seeing that in the moment that maybe he doesn't get enough credit for the leadership qualities that everyone in the building talks about about him. Like, I could say, yeah, sure, he's a leader all day, but until you see things like that or you see him run defensive meetings or whatever it is, like, how much of a leader do we really know it until we see it? Do you know what I mean? So I know he obviously had the um, green dot on his helmet and he was the one kind of calling plays out there. So obviously that speaks to the leadership aspect. But ultimately, I feel like there is a very good possibility that he's going to price himself out of us, which would be disappointing. Um, 
I hope that they can work it out for him because I would like him to come back. It's just if he doesn't come back, it's another spot that we have to fill. And I already feel like we have a lot of holes. So if we can prevent that, that would be amazing. Next up, Jihad Ward. I love Jihad Ward. He is the personality of the defense. He's fantastic. But I think with Wink gone, he's not coming back. And it's definitely disappointing, but I would rather the Giants draft or bring in a proven pass rusher who is actually going to help us have a pass rush against the quarterback this year. Um, so I love Hottie. I will be disappointed that he's not back, but I just think that's the reality. Next up, Matt Breida. I don't think he's going to be re-signed, which I'm fine with. I really think that Eric Gray is going to get a lot more snaps next year. So I'm personally excited about that. I don't think it will be um, wildly disappointing that... Uh, Brita is not here next year. Casey Kreider, re-sign him. We barely ever had an issue with him as the long snapper. I mean, his salary is just over a million dollars. He's done a great job. Bring him back. Next up, Sterling Shepard. Now, I know that there's all this talk of Sterling Shepard announced his retirement. If you guys read his Instagram post, he did not announce his retirement. He just thanked the Giants for a great career because he knows that realistically they're not going to re-sign him, um, which I agree with. I don't think he's coming back next year as a player. I think ultimately he is going to retire and, you know, I think he's going to take some time off. He said he will discuss coaching and whatever his season or whatever his um, future is going to look like with the Giants this offseason, but I think he's going to retire. He just hasn't actually yet. Um, and I know he was on WFAN and he said the same thing. He's like, I didn't actually announce my retirement. I'm not doing it here when I decide whatever it is. But I love the guy. He's not coming back. Gerard Davis, inside linebacker. Let him go. I would rather draft a young linebacker. I would rather see someone like Darian Beavers get more snaps and, you know, whoever the defensive coordinator is, is maybe can kind of build up his strengths a little bit and help him out. He's a young guy that the Giants drafted that they did really like, so I would prefer to just see more of him instead of someone like Gerard Davis. Randy Bullock, kicker, probably not coming back. Um, Graham Gano is going to be back next year. He's not going to be. Matt Pert. Now, I have said that he has been not great, which to be fair, he has been not great, um, pretty bad actually. But I will say that in the last, was it the Eagles game or the game before that? When Ty, no, it was the game before that. When Tyree Phillips went down, I was panicking because I was like, oh my God, Matt Pert at right tackle is going to be a disaster. And he was not a disaster. Now, does that mean I think he should be re-signed? I don't know. But I, I think we've seen so many issues with this offensive line. And I think we all agree that part of it is absolutely the coaching and the lack of development. That I'm just curious if Matt Pert is going to improve at all with a new coach. Now... I would keep him strictly as a depth piece, and I am talking about you pay him the minimum. Like, he's a depth piece only. I want Tyree Phillips as my right tackle next year. I want um, Evan Neal to be the backup if he improves, and that's it. And if he's better, if um, Evan Neal has a really amazing offseason and he ends up being better than Tyree Phillips, I mean, we're all going to throw parties. We're all going to celebrate and go play the lottery. Like, that's what we want. He was a top 10 draft pick. We all want him to be good. So I hope that this is the year for him. But Matt Pert, we need backups. We need depth at the line. And maybe he won't be that bad 
if he has to come in as a backup. JC Hassenauer, he's 29, um, around a million dollars. We barely saw him play. I would get rid of him. I wouldn't resign him. Darnay Holmes. Okay, you guys are all going to be shocked by my answer. I would keep Darnay Holmes only as a special teamer. Absolutely under zero circumstances do I want to see him play slot corner. Zero percent chance I want to see that. Absolutely not. But he's been okay on special teams. And his contract was like barely over a million dollars. So if they could pay him for cheap, I would keep him as a special teamer because remember we're getting a new coach and maybe he's going to help him develop a little bit more and help him improve on special teams. Speaking of special teams, Gunnar Olszewski, not a question in the world. Sign him right now. I don't care who the special teams coach is. I don't care what the circumstances are. Gunnar better get re-signed immediately. He needs to come back. No question. Ben Bredesen. Um, so his cat, so is, is 2023 average was under a million dollars. So I would keep him again only as a depth piece. If we have good guards and they, they go down, I want to feel like Ben Bredesen, he's not amazing by any means, but I feel like maybe he's good enough and he's cheap enough that he could be a decent depth piece. And again, this is all going under the assumption that this new offensive lineman, Carmen, offensive line coach, Carmen Brasillo, is going to come in here and actually help these guys improve. So I'm also basing that on the fact that these guys are going to get better. Um, but we still have guys that they're, I mean, there are so many offensive linemen that there are question marks about. Joshua Zudu, who, is he ever going to be a good guard? I don't know. Is he ever going to play more than five games? I also don't know the answer to that. Same thing with Marcus McKeithen. Like, I, these guys... It's, it's very frustrating, so we have so many question marks about them, and I feel like Ben Bredesen is one of the guys like we know is decent. He's not horrible, and he's not amazing, but at least we know a little bit more about him than we do someone like Joshua Azudu, so I would keep him. Wyatt Davis, who's a guard, nope, get rid of, no reason for him to come back. Shane Lemieux, the fact that this guy is still on this goddamn roster is absolutely infuriating to me. I will not understand why they kept him. And again, I'm sure it had everything to do with depth, but we have seen this guy play, and you could probably all argue that we would say the same thing about Matt Pert, which is a completely fair argument. Shane Lemieux has been on this team since Dave Gettleman, and he's been on this team for like four years at this point, and not once has he looked remotely okay on the field. At least Matt Pert went out on a high note this year. Shane Lemieux, toast. Absolute toast. Nick McLeod, I would 100% resign. Um, he's 25. His average was under $900,000. I think he's done a really good job with this team so far. I would definitely bring him back. And he's a good, he can start or he can be a good depth piece. And at the rate that this team has injuries, we need good depth. And I would definitely trust him to be a good depth piece. Cam Brown. Um, it looks like he's going to free agency based on what he posted on social media. So I don't think they're going to resign him. He was really only good on special teams, and good is probably being overzealous. He was okay on special teams. He had some great plays, and then the rest of the time he was silent. So I think we can do better there. Benton Whitley, outside linebacker, almost 25 years old. I mean, he played barely any, barely made any. Uh, I don't know. He didn't stick out to me, so I probably wouldn't keep him. Um, Darian Beavers, wow, I didn't realize he was going to be a free agent. Um, 
I think he's a guy that I would bring back. I think if I was between those two, I'd probably bring back Beavers. I do know that they thought really highly of him. Um, and again, maybe with a new defensive coach or defensive coordinator, they could do something better with him. Same thing with Carter Coughlin. He's a guy that, like Cam Brown, I don't think he's coming back, again, based on what he posted on social media. But um, he's a guy that really was like hit or miss on special teams, and that's about it. And I, I don't know, the special teams coordinator might come in here and say, yes, I would definitely bring him in, but um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so now let's talk about the three free agents that I would like the Giants to bring in. Um, the first up is guard Robert Hunt from the Dolphins. He's done a really good job. He's a very solid guard, and I feel like having a veteran on the line is going to be extremely important. And I, um, I think, again, with a new offensive line coach, I think that this guy is going to be someone who is going to come in. He's immediately going to make a difference on the line. That's for sure. Um, but then outside of that, he's going to have a good coach, hopefully, that's going to help him, you know, continue to develop and improve. Um, the second guy is... Mike Onwenu. He is the right tackle for the Patriots. He's going to be a free agent. He's done pretty good in pass blocking. He played 15 games this past year, and he's a guy, again, we all know we need a right tackle. This The offensive line is so young that I just feel like we really need some more veterans. If we could have Andrew Thomas, our solid left tackle, and then we can have, you know, Robert Hunt at guard, and then we could have John Michael Schmitz in his second year, and we could have um, uh, Onwenu at right tackle. Again, a veteran who's going to come in here, and maybe he's really going to help improve someone like Evan Neal, who needs all the help that he can get. Like These are the guys that I want to bring in. We need to bring in veteran offensive linemen that are available in free agency. In my opinion, that's where I feel like our money should go, because again, you can draft whoever you want. You never know how it's going to pan out. And just because you use the sixth overall pick on a left tackle and you're going to move them to right tackle like everyone's talking about with Joe Alt, do we want to watch the Evan Neal trajectory again? Because I most certainly do not. I don't care that we have a new offensive line coach. Yes, I think that's going to help. But he has a lot of work to do with Evan Neal. We don't need him to do the same shit with a left tackle and move them to right tackle. And it's the same thing with Fashanu. And I know that these guys are top 10 picks and blah, 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 whatever. But I've seen enough. I've seen enough of the left tackle to right tackle. Just draft a goddamn right tackle or pick one up in free agency. It's enough with the experimenting, okay? I don't want to see it this year. Um, my third of all free agent, and I I think some of you guys are going to agree with me. I think some of you are not going to agree with me. I'm not 100% sold on this yet, but I like the idea of bringing in someone like T. Higgins. I do think he's going to ask for an exorbitant amount of money, just like Xavier McKinney, so we could lose that battle there. But I do think that having a veteran like him, having him come in, you know, he's automatically going to be a number one target for whoever the quarterback of the Giants is. So I just feel like those, um, someone like him would be a really good person to bring in. Now, he ended the season dealing with a hamstring injury, so that's a little bit concerning to me. Um, but... I don't know. I like the idea and I think he would succeed in this offense. So um, that's it. I realized now after reading all that list, there's one person who is not on that list that we need to talk about and it's Justin Pugh. And he's a guy, again, 100% bring back. 
work it out with him, work out a team-friendly deal. Um, if he doesn't play with the Giants again, he's going to retire. So just entice him that way. But again, he's a veteran. He's going to help these young guys that desperately need the help. Um, I think him and Carmen Brasillo are going to be a good match together. I just, we need the depth. Okay, so bring him back, please. Um, and the only other thing, I was just going to say something. Out of, oh, the Giants posted this clip, which I think was awesome. After the Giants-Raiders game, Carmen Priscilla went up to Dexter Lawrence and said that he loved how he plays the game of football and he really admires his play and he thinks he's an excellent player and whatever. So the fact that they caught that is amazing. And now he's an, our new offensive line coach. So I think we know that him and Dexter are probably going to have a great relationship to get going. So overall... That's where I'm at with free agency. You know, things are going to change once March comes, so it'll be very interesting. And next week, we will get into if there's any more coaching updates. We'll see if Mike Kafka goes to another team as a head coach. We will see if Brandon Brown gets a GM um, job with the Panther, Panthers that he's interviewing for, and I really hope he doesn't take because I would like to have him back. But we will see. There, there's going to be a lot of moving parts over these next few weeks, so stay tuned. Um, subscribe, rate, review with your friends, and you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at New York Giants Fangirl, and I'll see you guys next week.